Alright, Jamie. Here we are back in our podcast. It's been a while, but we're back and I'm really happy about it. So I heard that you are back from a sales call. You just had a really good meeting with a prospect and you're really excited about sharing exactly what you shared with him. Let's start with that. Why don't you uh, share with us what the kind of conversation you had with the client? Yeah, so I was inspired to also write an article. So if you go to our newsletter, you'll notice it's an article around subscale founders. So in my company, Pipeline Signals, we launched it 18 months ago. And I, the founder, am still playing we'll call Hero Ball. And what that means is that I am the CEO, Chief Everything Officer. So I still need to do discovery calls, write proposals, close deals. Now at Pipeline Signals, we have a, a we sell into the mid-market and enterprise. So it's very much a enterprise level sales process. And the concept is a prospect came to me and said, listen, um, you know, I, I run a, a business. That business is founder led, founder selling. I'm looking for a virtual assistant. And it sparked an idea. So as we're building Get Leverage, we're focused on go-to-market roles. That means marketing, marketing support, sales support, customer support. These are go-to-market roles. But I hadn't originally considered that the virtual assistant is, in fact, a go-to-market role. But if you have to look at it from the lens of the founder. So here's the challenge. As a founder, you have $5 an hour tasks and you have $500 an hour value creation. If you are a founder-led sales organization, and we'll call it subscale, meaning under 50 employees, you either have to find leads yourself or you have to take leads that come to you, that come inbound and qualify them. Then you have to do discovery calls. You have to write proposals and so forth. And every moment that you are not either prospecting or following up on your demos or running efficient demos and being prepared for these meetings properly, if you're not building buying consensus with the buying committee, then you're actually stealing from your own future growth. And so the virtual assistant, while you might say to yourself, do I have enough things for them to do? I haven't created a standard operating procedure. I haven't even documented half the $5 an hour tasks that I do. If you don't tackle these right away, what's happening is two things. And I'm going to tell you a real life story. At Sales for Life, we actually at first uh, playing hero ball, uh, we weren't creating enough leads. And so I was a prospector in my own company, early days, 2011 and 12 and 13. But then we got busy and prospecting became a part-time job. And then even, you couldn't even call it part-time at that. It became so fractional, it barely happened. Now, I was very fortunate that the inbound lead flow behind me actually caught up. But for most founders, this is the first step of disaster. So they stop prospecting. And the whole machine is determinant on them prospecting. And they get too busy working in the business, not on the business, and the business fails. But step two is actually what really happened at Sales for Life and came to cripple me. What happened was our marketing machine became so powerful that it created a enterprise sales qualified lead every single day. 250 giant companies a year were emailing us, calling us, hey, I want to talk about social selling. So we would run discovery calls. But I got so busy 
that I wouldn't follow up on the deals. And I started making excuses for myself. I'd say, oh my God, if they want to do business with us, like I started to think I was so great. If they wanted to do business with us, they'll follow up when they need us. I wasn't doing proper, you know, follow up from demo to close. A virtual assistant would have changed all this because it would have bought back maybe 10 hours, 15 hours of my life every week. And in which time I could focus dedicated batching hours to either prospecting or to following up on discovery calls. So I'm going to pause for a second. I'm going to ask you a question, Nazmul. Um, you, you know, you've helped me identify a virtual assistant. Uh, you've helped other customers identify virtual assistants. You might, in fact, be looking for your own virtual assistant. What has the benefits been and what do you like to look for? What I love most about having virtual assistants is that I don't want to do the things that take long time, but easy to do. They're founders, they, if I'm not wrong, founders love solving problems, but they don't want to keep solving the problem that they have solved like a month ago or two months ago, and they keep doing the th- same thing over and over again. Founders, they keep saying, hey, give me a problem, but give me like big problem. Give me good problems. And, and the definition of good problem is like complicated or complex problems. So what I love about having virtual assistants, and let's talk about the sales part only. I think often founders think about, hey, if I hire a sales assistant or, or, or a virtual assistant, right, will he or she have enough job? We, we, sh- we don't even have to think about that. We don't have to think like that. It's okay if we hire somebody for 10 hours a week and that person is just working five hours a week. Think about how much time that person is saving from your time, right? That's the way we should be thinking and not, hey, I just hired somebody. He doesn't know she doesn't have enough work. But maybe, you know, you, you brought up the, uh, you know, one of the things that we need to do definitely is following up. If the virtual assistant keeps following up in the right manner, think about how much money we can generate. Just think about it just once, right? That, that a virtual assistant Maybe we're paying him two fifty. Let's say two fifty, which which is a good amount for a virtual assistant. We're paying him or her two fifty a month. That person might be just working two hours a day. That's okay. If that person closes one deal, and if your one lifetime value of a client is five thousand dollars, that person or that two fifty just made five thousand dollars. I'm just giving you literally just if one client converts, then how what will happen? Yeah, let's clarify yeah, this. That, uh, I was just going to say, let's clarify yeah, this. As Mool is saying, $250 a month, okay? So your cost, almost everyone listening to this podcast, your cost of customer acquisition is, is ex- exponentially higher than $250 an hour. So just the cost of you acquiring the singular lead yeah. costs you more yeah. than $250. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. You're right. You're absolutely right. I think we keep thinking about the big numbers. Oh, we're gonna have. We have to like you know get this um, hundred clients. We have to get um, hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars. One more client is another twenty five thousand dollars in your bank. Like we, we really need to think about baby steps. And most of the time, virtual assistants are people who hire virtual assistants or people who usually outsource this entire thing. Are small companies, right? You mentioned where the companies are between one, one, one person to uh, 50 people, less than 10 people. 
that's when one client, like one more client matters. Getting, you know, we, we us, us having like $8,000 from $8,000 to like only $12,000 matters. So let's think like that and let's get a virtual assistant so that we can get one more client per month. I think that's the best way I can uh, input. And you actually mentioned something that's really important because there is a legacy bias here in North America because we, as North Americans, sought full-time employment. We want full-time employment for our North Americans and our family. And so we think that that's totally normal. But in fact, you know, Nesmo brought up an opportunity. The opportunity is you might not at this moment in time have 40 to 50 hours of work, a, a week of work for somebody to do because you can't think of it yet. And in your brain, you're sitting there going, it's going to take me more time to think up all these tasks, document all the standard operating procedures that it's worth. Well, hold on a second. No, no, no. Baby steps. You can start fractionally. And this is what I did. You start fractionally and you look at, and there's a great book by a gentleman named Dan Martell. It's called Buy Back Your Time. And it's called The Replacement Ladder. And then the first rung, level one of The Replacement Ladder, is replace these operational tasks, these rote mechanical tasks, specifically around email, and calendar. And the prospect and I, we were just talking on the phone before this podcast recording. And um, he said, yeah, I got really sick of having to rebook a travel agenda that happened. I said, you can't believe it. It just happened to me yesterday. Yesterday, I was in New York. I was also supposed to be in Minnesota. So I had to completely redo my flights, my hotels, my car service, everything. But that was me on a phone doing that 30 minutes to an hour, the opportunity cost while I was sitting in the airport, I could have written a new newsletter for pipeline signals or for get leverage. And that could have attracted a new customer. That customer could be worth thousands or hundreds, depending on the the company, hundreds of thousands of dollars in lifetime value. But no, no, I was on the phone with Air Canada. (laughs) And so these are the details that we forget the opportunity cost of what it's costing us True. when we do these things. And that's yeah, the problem with opportunity you want to add on virtual yeah. assistants. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem with opportunity cost is that I don't get to see it. Like we don't get to see money going down. Like if I'm spending, for example, again going back to paying two fifty to the virtual assistant. When we pay 250 to the virtual assistant, in three months, we just paid 750. And maybe there we didn't get any result, kind of sort of, which maybe we, we will not have it. But we can see it from our statement, you know, 250, 250, like minus 250, minus 250, minus 250. So it bothers us. But come on, the, the kind of money that we can make, the kind of money founders can make if they were in a job, like even if we think like that, like how much money were we spending? Or, sorry, how much money are, were we earning per hour? So doing that exact same job, you know, what you just mentioned, like for for 30 minutes to an hour, that might have already costed you $1,000. That's yeah. still another 250 Like I'm just trying to you know explain it where, I know that we don't get to see the opportunity cost, but it's costing you a lot more than you think. It's just something that we just take it for granted, the time that we have. 
So as a next step, number one is the reason I wanted to do this particular podcast episode is number one, uh, and we're going to update our website. It As I thought yeah. through this process this week, I, I've come to mentally realize, no, 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 the virtual assistant role is in fact part of this go-to-market strategy that we're helping with marketing, sales support, CX support, because guess what? In If you look at all of our customers who get leverage, they're all in this situation where the founder is still doing the sales. The founder is still coming up with marketing strategy. And so you are go-to-market, you are sales. And so we're just buying back your time. Um, Number two is at Get Leverage, we have the ability to teach somebody who is an existing virtual assistant for you. But more importantly, we can recruit a virtual assistant and enable you to have a successful outcome with that virtual assistant. So um, as a next step, I would recommend go to our free resources. We have free resources, uh, like and subscribe to this podcast, but we have free resources on creating standard operating procedures specifically for your virtual assistant. It's actually on the website under free resources. Uh, anything else you want to add, Nazmul? Otherwise, we'll sign out. Yeah, absolutely. If you're watching this on YouTube, do subscribe. Or if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, do subscribe and definitely keep in touch. You can definitely find a lot more resources than we just talked about on our website. These resources are for absolutely for free for you to use it. And if you think we can do a better job you know, giving you free resources, if there are anything that you want to mention, we are more than happy to build those resources for you because we believe if we help you right now, we want to make you feel so good that in future, even if you don't take our service, you recommend us to some other people. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, see ya. Okay, take care.